Clarence Caldwell's True Life Academy helps intelligent, ambitious people achieve and accomplish amazing things for the purpose of living the life they've always dreamed of. We will show you how to tap into the gifts that we all have been given. True Life Academy gives you the best possible chance of living a life full of wealth, health, love, and personal power. As a certified coach, mediator, speaker, and trainer, Clarence has the skills needed to guide you to the most amazing life you can imagine for yourself, focusing on your relationships, finances, health, and career. So join the Academy and be awakened to your true life, the life you dream of, the life that fulfills your purpose, yes, the life you were intended to live. True Life Academy starts now. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome. Welcome to True Life Academy. This is Clarence Caldwell, your host, your guide, and your coach for the week. And good morning to you. Yes, good morning. No matter what time you're listening to this, no matter what time zone you're in, when you're listening to this, where you are, it is morning. It is morning because if you are listening to us, you are waking up, waking up to your true life. So Thank you for joining. Don't hit that snooze button. Stick with us. We're going to continue to wake you up today. Now, certainly throughout the week, I encourage you and I hope that you follow this every week, that you live your life in these three ways. One, with an attitude of gratitude. Live in thankfulness. Always live in thankfulness. It opens up so much abundance in your life when you can move up your emotional scale to the top of appreciation, love, joy, and gratitude. And secondly, give. Give when you can. You know, giving is, is not just you giving. It's a two-way street. When you give, you receive at the same time. That's what's so powerful about it. And then thirdly, because you have the power to choose, love first and then choose. If you live your life this way, I can guarantee you, you're going to have an amazing life. And you will make an amazing life for the people around you. Now, it's February 2nd. It's Groundhog Day. So, uh if you listen to this again and again and again, then maybe it'll do some good. I was, uh, I was remembering a, a movie called Groundhog Day. It was a, somewhat of a comedy. And, um, you know, I would really like the chance to, to live each day again so that I can maybe learn from the last one. And if, uh, if you live your life as if this is the third time you, you've lived this day, what would you do different? You know, you would improve it each time. So... Live like it's Groundhog's Day every day. Now, tonight we have a very, very special guest with us. I am so honored. I'm so pleased. I'm so privileged to be able to call this man a friend and a colleague. And I am so happy he, he agreed to, to join us today, that, he, that he's giving up his time to spend with us today and to share some of his wisdom. And uh, I'm going to introduce him as Carlton Meadows. Now, Carlton is a international fitness body engineer expert. So if you're having issues with your health, you're having issues with your fitness, this is the guy to see. This is the guy to talk to. So we're going to talk to him tonight. I'm going to let him tell you more about his story. I won't read his bio to you because I want him to tell you in his own words what it's all about, where he's come from, and what he can do to help us all in this area of health. Carlton, good evening well, to you. Thank you, Clarence. First, I want to thank you for having me because uh, it's about expanding the circle. You know, the, the people that we deal with, associate with, and grow from. And, and I've seen 
through the the connections I've made since the beginning of this year that there's been a lot more growth by accident than some people can achieve on purpose. And what that means is just by conversating, you know, with you and some of the other folks that I've met that are life coaches, it helps me to grow. And people would think, well, shoot, you know, you're training to go to the Olympics. How, how, how is it that you need coaching? And that's a point that escapes a lot of people. We all need coaches. This NFL Super Bowl team had a team of coaches. There was a person taking care of the nutritionist, I mean, nutrition. They had the strength and conditioning team. They did not succeed without the assistance of others. And so I consider it a great privilege to be now in your circle and now on your show. Excellent. Well, thank you for that. You're absolutely right. The the greatest players in the world have a good coach. Uh, Tiger Woods didn't get as good as he he is on the golf course without a good coach. Michael Jordan the same way. And, 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 you know, I know through your travels as you, uh, continue to um, to pursue your your athletic career. Um, not only do you have coaches, but you are a coach also. Yes, it's it's true. the The point is, it's succeeding through failures. Mm-hmm. You know, just because we fail doesn't mean that we're a failure. That was an event that occurred along our process of growing, and yes. I had plenty of failures in the beginning and because I didn't give up I sought ways to improve to be more marketable if you will in the athletic arena and I've seen the little spoofs on motivational posters that say if at first you don't succeed get used to losing (laughs) and I said no if at first you don't succeed get used to researching authorities and then modifying your training in light of what you consider to be valuable information and what has a proven track record. And I've taken that the successes that I've had through doing that and shared them with other people, you know, whether it's been in the Navy or uh, in the civilian sector. And the funny thing about the Navy is there were individuals that desired to support the SEAL team, and they had to meet a minimum standard just to get into the special training that they would attend for – bringing up their fitness to be able to go out with the team and not slow them down. Mm. So that was one extreme in the Navy. And then I had the folks that if they could not pass the minimum standards and their career was in jeopardy, they needed to get in shape. They needed to lose weight. They needed to get strong. They needed to become more flexible. So those two extremes helped me to amass a tool bag that was very suitable for the civilian sector because regardless of where the person was, I had seen someone in their situation and empowering them through uh, steps that they could perform and then get proficient at those steps and then move them to something a little more complicated allowed them to succeed without an unnecessary risk of injury. Right, right. So, you know, as you've developed your, your knowledge base and your wisdom around this, I mean, certainly you weren't. Uh, necessarily taught that in in grade school, so you've had to develop that over time. Can you tell us a little bit how you got into this? Well, when I was a kid, I I didn't know when Roger Bannister broke the four-minute mile barrier, but I heard about it. You know, this was in the 70s, and I said, I want to make that type of impact where it changes track and field. You know, and I saw Edwin Moses and Bruce Jenner and, you know, all the greats on the Wheaties boxes, and Greg LeMond was the guy back during the Tour de France when I was a kid. 
and I just had these dreams, and I would go out, and I would with this great enthusiasm, and then I wouldn't get picked. You know, it's it's one thing when you're on a losing team. It's another thing when they won't pick you to even be on a team. And so that dream never died. Mm-hmm. And I continued to push and search, and and eventually I got into a late blooming session when I was in high school. I got into wrestling, and my senior year, everything came together. But that was just the beginning. You know, I, I didn't win any state titles. And so I didn't have a, a hook to hang that athletic hat on like some of my classmates who were state champions and went on to uh, accept college scholarships and to play in the pros. And then they could get on with life after that and say, I've achieved the height of my athletic career. Right. And because I've yet to do that, even after competing in international competitions, I don't have a distinct hook that says world champion or Olympic champion. Yes, yes. So you've been on this quest, and and I know that you've been talking a lot um, uh, about uh, with uh, with your clients about what it takes to to really be your best physical self. Can you tell us a, a little bit about the learning around, you know, how do you learn that? I mean, we all want to eat right and exercise, but we all struggle with that. So you had to study that, I guess, a little bit. Well, small successes are stepping stones to larger successes. So by positioning the client to succeed early on, they have an experience I don't have to sell them on what I'm teaching them. They experience it in their body. A lot of people, you know, they've been working out for 15 years. Some of them worked out in college, and I'll help them through the exercise. I mean, the body, there's a science behind it. And when they align the body to the resistance properly and they move the limb through an optimal range of motion to keep the muscle loaded instead of the tendon, they experience that. They say, hey, you know, I did one set, and that muscle is 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 burning it's engaged i've never felt that before Mm. that's it and then they're more inclined to listen when it comes to nutrition because they're like well he steered me right on this and i thought i had a handle on this i've been doing it for 15 years and it's easy for them to make a paradigm shift and see you as an authority when they experience something i can tell them something all day but when they experience it in their own body it makes them more willing to listen to the nutritional piece of it Got it. Got it. You know, just what you what you said just then, I I caught something. I and I hope people are listening very <laughs> very closely to what you're saying because this is probably um, you know second nature for you, but for many of us, this is a learning. So I, I think that you're going to really enlighten us tonight, and I'm looking forward to more of what you have to say. What you just said there was about engaging the muscle rather than the tendon. Now, I've never even thought about when you lift a weight or when you do something that your, that your tendon might be really the one doing a lot of the work instead of the muscle, but really shaping your exercise to engage the muscle more has a, a greater impact, it sounds like. Yes, because it, it's, it's the joint that is absorbing the stress. When people start off with a ballistic movement, they move the limb as far as it can move, and then they load the joint at the end. And so the muscle works temporarily, and then it, it kind of pauses as it momentum swings the weight to wherever it's going to go and st- at the end point of that joint, the stop uh, stopping angle for the joint. And the, the joint wasn't designed to do that. The muscle will tear, the fibers will tear, and they'll grow back str- and they'll become stronger. But 
the elasticity of those uh, ligaments and tendons, they're not designed for that type of, of gotcha. stress. And the other point is the um, the time under tension. Mm-hmm. The muscle, oh. If the weight or the apparatus is set in motion and swung, the muscle is not under tension. It has to remain under tension for 40 seconds. Okay. And most Hold people that. can do 10 reps in about 25 seconds. Yeah. So they're Hold 15 that. seconds shy. Hold that thought, Carlin. We're gonna we're gonna run into a break here, but I want you I want you to pick it up right where you left off, uh, because this is so important for us. We'll be right back. True Life Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. Do you think you're creative? Do you want to be? Don't have enough time for your arts, crafts, and hobbies? Or do you just need a kick in the pants? Hi, I'm Mark Lipinski, the host of Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski, right here on TogiNet Radio. Come on and join me every Wednesday afternoon for some creative inspiration and two of the fastest, fun-filled hours of your week. Hey, need ideas? How about a little motivation and a lot of inspiration? Join the fun on Creative Mojo with me, Mark Lipinski. I'm here live every Wednesday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific, right here on toginet.com. Now what are you waiting for? Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that inner woo-hoo. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed best-selling author. She's a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of Woohoo Inc. and the Woohoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your boo-hoo and turn it into woo-hoo. Get rebellious and get real. Get your dreams off the back burner. Get inspired and motivated to take action. Start rocking that woo-hoo that only you do in love, life, and business. She is going to be here for you every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Welcome back to True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back to True Life Academy. We are here with the one and the only Carlton Meadows, who is absolutely, he's just taking our knowledge level to a new a new height. And because of the wisdom he has around health and fitness, we're going to learn a lot tonight. So, uh, Carlton, I, I'm sorry I interrupted you right before the break, but you were talking about the, the full range of motion of a joint and how it, it engages the tendons in, instead of the muscle at that point. And, and, and so if there's more to say on that, please do. But we're, we're just trying to figure out how to get ourselves in shape because this is what you do for a living. Talk to us. Okay, well, if you take, for example, squatting, most people say, well, my knees hurt, and they don't squat. 
So what happens in most cases is the person goes into what I call a rolling kneel. They bend the knees and they drive their body weight forward. Their knees go past their toes, and then they eventually lower their hips, and then they struggle to get up. So we have a shearing effect on the back of the kneecap. And, of course, we're stressing the tendon because they're loaded. The ligaments are loaded to absorb the force of the body driving that weight down or the body being driven down by the weight. The other thing, the opposite of that is if we, as we bend the knees, we drive the hips back and then lower the hips, that stress is loaded in the glutes. That's the biggest muscle we've got, the butt, the butt muscle, gluteal max, gluteal, uh, the gluteus maximus. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. We can avoid the shearing or shaving effect on the back of the knee cap by the mechanics of actually squatting. Let the knees bend, drive the hips back, and then lower the hips down. Most of us have shaved in our life. The women have shaved their underarms. Guys have shaved their beards. Women have shaved their legs. The angle of the razor will determine if we achieve our goal. So we can shave the hair off and leave the skin. We can shave the hair and the skin off, which is not good, or we can leave both the hair and the skin. Mm. And the same is true with resistance training. We want to align the resistance to the joint so that we load the muscle. So we're going to engage the muscle and avoid stressing out the joints. And I think the the shaving is something that we can all relate to. Yes, yes. So that angle is really, really important. You know, when we do those squats, a lot of times it's just straight up and down. And what you're saying is angle it a little bit where the glute, where the butt gets some of that, that tension. I mean, the largest muscles, and most people, the glutes are turned off. They're not even engaged. Mm-hmm. And so we, we, we go through life, and when we look at the, the latest craze of, of adventure racing and obstacle course racing, when there's an obstacle course class on a military installation, there are medics and there are ambulances there. Mm-hmm. You will not be out there on that course as a group without medical professionals. So if the military, who tends to be in better shape, especially if they're special forces candidates, then the average 40-year-old American that's been sitting behind a desk for 12 to 15 years. And so when we want to get out and go after, you know, the, the rough and rugged life of the military as a civilian that's been sedentary, we're setting ourselves up for failure because they don't have the movement patterns, the body is not accustomed to to being moved through different planes at different speeds and starting and stopping. So if we back up and say, what can you do, build a program around where they currently are, we can teach them the movement patterns. Because if the foundation is stable, what's built upon it will stand. But if you try to build a skyscraper on a toothpick, it's not going to be long before you have a disaster. Right, right. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting because, uh, um, you know, as you and I had talked once before and and uh, I've been looking at some of your work online, uh, I was just absolutely floored by the people that you've worked with and the testimonials of, of how well uh, they're doing under your guidance. And and, and so what I want to what I want to do is just take a quick second now to to let you tell people if there's if there's a, a way they can work with you or if there's, there's something they can get from you. Tell them how to reach you or, or whatever it is you need to tell them. OK, well, there is the main website, which is MajesticBalance.com. And if 
they want to look at the testimonials, uh, that would be found in the National Directory for Ideal Fit. So it would be idealfit.com, and then there's a little search tool for um, fitness professionals, or if they just put a backslash and put Carlton Meadows, it'll pop up. Okay. And, of course, the, the website has the contact numbers and emails. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm just. I, mean, I was. I was watch. I was reading through these, and I was thinking, you know what? Uh, I. I need to. You need to work with me because I've been. I've been working out for a while, and I think I'm in shape, but I, I need to break through to that other level, and uh, just don't know exactly how to do that. And I know there's many people who call themselves uh, pseudo fit, but uh, really, it, it, you've taken it to another level, which has really allowed you to now pursue. Um, an Olympic dream that you have. Tell us about that. That has been a a lifelong uh, pursuit, and the the professionals that have helped me have been in the world of therapy. So while I was in the military, I, I had probably four motor vehicle accidents, total three vehicles, and I had the privilege of going to massage therapy school while I was out in California, and I heard about rolfing. So I wasn't too concerned about the car accidents and my pelvis being out of alignment. I said, when I get out of the military, I'm going to go see a structural integrationist. I'm going to get this rolfing done, and I'm going to be okay. Well, I had the opportunity to pursue the Olympics while I was in the military, but duties and, and supervisors would never – they the, the schedule, they never meshed. And so what I wanted to do and what the Navy wanted me to do and where I had to be, um, it wouldn't line up. And so I was constantly trying to stay in shape to take advantage of my schedule actually lining up with the Olympic schedule. So after I got out, I waited a couple years, and I said, you know what, let me just pursue helping other people. And I eventually got to go to therapy, and I wasn't certain what was going to happen because the physical therapist said, well, that – pain has been with you for so long, it's hardwired into your brain. And she went to work with these stainless steel tools, and I didn't know that it was the equivalent of structural integration or rolfing. There's a grasp and technique where they do the same thing, but they use tools instead of their hands. And I got on the treadmill. I was running as fast as I was 15 years prior, and I said, you know what? I haven't run in about six months, so this may not be a good idea to be running this fast. So I got off the treadmill, I waited, I built my foundation aerobically and started running, and, and my times continued to drop. And I saw a picture of Jessica Simpson, and our my mom's family name is Simpson. She was holding the flag at the Olympics, and I said, I should go to the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And I was doing a book signing, and so the store manager said, well, I don't see why you wouldn't. You have sponsors. We're here to support you. I ran a little bit more, and I said, okay, this is consistent. I'm going. And that was 2012, and I've been on that pursuit ever since. Oh, that's amazing. That's, that's great. So in uh, uh, 2016, um, you are, or at least this year, you're going to do the oh, – did we lose your Carlton? I'm here. Okay, uh, so what's the schedule look like uh, between now and the, the next Olympics for you? Well, I've got the outdoor national championships in Jacksonville, Florida in July. And 
I think August are the World Championships. Last year I just did the Nationals. This year I'll probably do the Nationals and the World. It just depends on my schedule in college. Uh, I, I have four years of NCAA eligibility, so I will be on the track team for the University of Tampa next year, and I think that will help with a lot of the competition because I will have it more frequently, even though it's not going to be a huge, uh, as huge as the national championships. It will prepare me going into 2016 for the uh, Olympic trials in July and then the uh, Prefontaine Classic out in Oregon. Ah, great. So that's a that's a pretty uh, pretty tough schedule. Are you? I mean, obviously you're you're training even as we speak. You're at least starting your training and uh, getting ready for the outdoor nationals. And um, so beyond the the physical training that you're doing, is there a special diet that comes along with this that you would uh, that you're using? And would you recommend that to people listening? I would. Uh, what I what I found is muffins slow me down. Uh, muffins <laughs> and gelato were my weakness, and uh, I had to just stop eating them because it wasn't really changing my body my body appearance, but yeah. performance wise, all the sugar was slowing me down. So I look at a um, a, a glycemic based diet that includes all the macronutrients. So I try to eat fat carbs and protein every time I put something in my mouth. I eat five to six times a day on a good day. Sometimes I'll bump it up. Like now I'm in college, so I need more carbohydrates to for the brain to function. And that tends to turn off a lot of people because they think that all carbs are bad. So I get plenty of fruits and vegetables. Uh, meat choices are typically chicken, turkey, and fish. And Plenty of rest goes into that, and I have a nutritional supplement that I take. It's a arginine compound. I used it from '96 until 2012. So my entire my military career from 2000 from '96 until 2008, I, I used it for uh, competitions around the world, and I f- figured I better get back on that going uh, into the Olympics and going into the national championships. And sleep plays a big part of it. I, I aim for eight hours a night. Yes, yes. It's amazing how, how much that can make a difference, just the, the sleep. Yeah, cognitively. I mean, because there's the mental toughness component, and if you're not sleeping, if the body's fatigued, it's a lot more difficult to be on your mental game, to have a mental edge when you don't have the mental focus. Right, right. Well, that's that's fantastic. I, I'm I'm loving what you're what you're sharing with us. You know, here at True Life Academy, we talk about you know four main areas of our life. We talk about our relationships, our careers, uh, our finance, and our health. And so you're you're taking us deep on the health side, and I love this. I love this conversation. We're going to uh, go into a break here uh, momentarily. So everyone, you're listening to Carlton Meadows, and he is really turning on the lights for us. Uh, And uh, when we come back from the break, he will tell us uh, a bit more about how to live that fit, balanced life. All right. We'll be back right after the break. Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. 
today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on Doginet.com. Everybody, everybody. Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Welcome back to True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. We are here at True Life Academy, and you are getting a a, a real, real education uh, from a friend and colleague of mine, Carlton Meadows, who is an international fitness body engineer expert. And he is, I mean, just in the, the, the last couple of segments, I've, I've got two pages of notes and I've learned so much about just what we can do right away with our bodies in terms of how we work out and even how we eat. So, so when we talk about that, Carlton, exercising and eating, uh, talk to us about, you know, how much to do of each. Well, when we when I interview or do the consultations with a lot of my clients, they tell me they eat once a day. Now, if if I let them work out once a day, then we're going to have a seven to seven ratio, which means for that week they're going to eat seven times and they're going to work out seven times. I wouldn't advise that because there's something called exercise induced illness and exercise-induced cancer. And I couldn't figure out why fitness models were coming up with cancer. It's because they kept beating their immune system into submission. Because what happens this time of year is a lot of people restrict their calorie intake, and then they increase their activity. So the reduced calories or uh, impacts their immune system negatively. And then the physical activity it suppresses the immune system. So they give it a nice one-two combination from Mike Tyson. They knock the immune system out, and then the simplest virus is going to now be a major problem for them. Mm. So if they eat three times a day, so we just go from one to three, they're going to have seven, 27 opportunities to impact their body composition. And if they work out three times a week, Okay, now we start to see a greater impact from what they eat as opposed to how much activity they do. Because really, they shouldn't work out more than three times a week in the beginning. And some people, I would drop it down to two. And I mean strenuous exercise because the immune system and the body, the neuromuscular system, it has to recover. Right. And a lot of people, they want to get in there, heat up the body, which that's great if you just want to do cardio, but they don't invigorate the neuromuscular system. 
And that's what leads to some of the, the complications they see with strains and tears because the body has been on a treadmill or a bicycle, and then when they go to do resistance training, little of what they do models what they did on the stationary bike or on the treadmill. Mm-hmm. So just changing how they go into preparing the body to do work. And one of my favorites is uh, active isolated stretching because it elevates the body temperature, but it also invigorates the nervous system. So to just kind of summarize all of it, uh, if if they would eat at least three times a day and add a couple snacks, and a snack could be something as simple as two tangerines or two pieces of fruit of their choice. Typically, apples, berries, pears, peaches tend to be low glycemic fruits. Uh, almonds are great because they have the monounsaturated fats, which helps lower cholesterol, and it's also heart healthy. Uh, so that would be considered a meal to me because people think, okay, I can't eat a five-course meal three times a day. I'm not. That's not what I'm advocating. If they take the same calories that they eat once a day, and if they wait to the end of the day, they're probably going to overload on calories. Take that same meal and divide it in two or three portions and then just begin snacking around that exercise i would say two uh, resistance training sessions and then two cardio sessions and then as the body becomes more acclimated say after three weeks to a month then we can kind of bump up to three and three or three resistance sessions and then two cardio sessions no more than 45 minutes to an hour apiece got it Got it. Wow. All right. Um, your your clients. Um, you know, I'm not going to read these testimonials. I want people to go to uh, majesticbalance.com and 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 see for yourself the work that Car- that Carlton is doing. Uh, amazing, amazing results. And if you are listening to this now, and you're missing some of this. The good news is about, about this is that it becomes a podcast, and you can get the podcast if you go to iTunes uh, and look up Clarence Caldwell's True Life Academy, and then find this show and listen to it again, because I can guarantee you, you're probably missing some things that he's saying. He's he's flying through this, because we only have a limited amount of time, and he's not your personal coach, but, uh, but there's some great, great nuggets of wisdom that he's giving us tonight. Uh, speaking of, of personal coach, you are a coach to many, uh, many folks, Carlton. How do you take us through how you really help them? And do you do, you do an uh, assessment and an analysis? Um, do you work with them individually, build a plan for them individually? How does that look? It is very individualized. To me, it's, it's no more complicated than 2 plus 2 equals 4 and 2 minus 2 equals 0. So I pretty much come across scenarios that are familiar or common in our industry. And so the solutions that I bring to the table are very evidence-based solutions. The, the joints don't change. People talk about um, muscle confusion. That's a myth. Mm. The, the muscle is designed to do one thing, and that's to pull. That's all it does. It pulls. And they occur in pairs so that when you pull your fist towards you, the muscles on the back of your arm can pull your fist away from you. So it's very difficult to confuse something that only does one thing. It's not going to ever push. It's not going to ever move sideways. And so people come to me and I say, well, we need to position the body in such a way that the muscle is loaded. We get some muscular endurance. And if you're looking for, uh, say, I have clients that want to gain weight, 
I'm still going to take three to four weeks to build a foundation and acclimate them to training, and then I'll increase the intensity and then lower the repetition so that we stimulate the muscle to grow. And in the case where people want to trim down, we lay the same foundation, but at that four-week mark or the, the, the five-week mark, we begin to change the number of repetitions. So we may take the repetitions up or we may increase the weight and maintain the same repetition. So there, there's a simple approach. They teach us program variables. Most fitness professionals are taught that. And if you change them based on the person's progress, you can prevent them from plateauing. Mm-hmm. So if they're weak, it doesn't make any sense for me to overload that person with a task that they can't complete because they're not going to develop the proficiency to do it correctly to increase the strength and then to cause either fat burning or muscle growth in the case where people want to gain weight. And with their eating plans, if they'll if they'll be honest with me, because some people figure, well, I'll write down what I eat for the next two days. Well, you're going to be very mindful of what you eat because you're going to write it down and share it with me. If they go back two or three days, then I get a true idea of how they eat and I can provide solutions that will actually work. Uh, But if they kind of doctor up what they want to give me and then I give them a solution, the solution is a false solution because it's not a problem that they're sharing with me. Uh, Amazing. I mean, just that approach alone says a lot about uh, about your your knowledge and wisdom in this area, because typically that is exactly what happens if you tell a person to write down what they're eating. They're going to change what they eat so they can hand you a list that is is not as bad as it really is. And you really need to know where they're at so you can you can uh, build the the schedule for them that works for them. I give my clients chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell, tell me about that look. one. You know, the dark chocolate is not going to make them fat. You know, Mm. these people want to eat rice cakes. The rice cake will make them more fat than a bowl of vanilla ice cream. Okay, wait a minute. It's very old science that shows you that ice cream doesn't stimulate fat storage. But a rice cake will because the body's going to process it as a sugar. So it's going to convert it to glycogen, and it's going to store more fat as a result. Fat is what the body needs to survive. So in the most situations that aren't life and death, the body hangs on to fat, and it will burn muscle when there are no carbs available. So the people who don't eat carbs, they force their body to start breaking down organ tissue. So liver, uh, they, the muscle tissue, well, organs are muscle tissue, so it'll break down the liver, it'll break down the muscle, convert it to protein, and then run the engine off of that. So they'll lose weight because the muscle weighs more than fat, but they're decreasing their lean body mass. So that's increasing their body fat. So they're a skinnier, they're a smaller version of a fatter person than when uh-huh. they first started. You know, that's, that's, that's a very good point because I've, I've, I've talked to someone who was actually getting smaller, but their body mass index was getting higher. And so maybe that's what was going on for them. That's exactly what was going on because the, the, the Food and Drug Administration has cited uh, HCG as an illegal weight management substance. The challenge is they can't watch all these doctors that are popping up, and that's the funny thing. It could be a podiatrist, a chiropractor, an optometrist. Hey, you need to take this HCG. HCG would never occur in a male's body because a male can never become pregnant. 
So we have guys that take this, they eat 500 calories a day, which will make you want to hurt somebody, <laughs> and they lose weight and they think the product is working. No, you're starving yourself. If I take the HCG from you and the B12, it's like putting you in a concentration camp. I don't mm. care what your genetics are. If you don't put calories in the body, it's going to consume your muscle. And if you look at people that are in uh, the POWs and the concentration camps, they were basically walking skeletons. Mm-hmm. Yes. Body consumed yes. the muscle. Right. And right before they die, it taps into the fat that's stored, and then that's the end of the person. Now, there, you've worked with men and women. So there are women that have said, um, I don't want to work with weights because it's just going to make me big. How do, how do you deal with that comment? Well, I explained to them that the muscles give the body shape, and if it was that easy, I would go into the gym, rub my hand over a couple of dumbbells and barbells, and come out <laughs> looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's and good. they look at me, I'm not that big. And, and the funny thing is there are people who are big that would like to be where I'm at. They're like, look, mm-hmm. I want to get rid of all this excess mass. And then there are the little people that are, I mean, my nickname was like Mr. Eretria because I, I thought Ethiopia <laughs> was too common. So they were like, okay, you're Mr. Eretria. And people in that nation tend to be thin. Mm-hmm. But it, when we look at what the person brings to the table, most women want a body that is feminine. They don't want to stick. Right, right. So we explain to them, what we're going to do is help you become stronger. You're going to stay as feminine as possible. You, have, you don't have the amount of testosterone that men do, so your body isn't going to become bulky unless you're doing some banned substances like steroids. Right, right. Oh, okay, so we're going to go into a break here. Man, I wish we had a couple hours to talk. We're going to come into a break here, and we're going to come into our last segment where I'm going to ask you uh, uh, again about how to reach you and uh, maybe a little bit about the book that you've uh, contributed to as well. You can tell us a little bit more about you, Carlton. So uh, right after this break, we're going to rejoin Carlton Meadows and learn so much more about our health, our fitness, our physical layer of our being. I'm really, really fascinated to hear this, and I know many of you are also. Uh, I'm getting hit with texts and tweets, and so this is good stuff. Carlton, thank you. Hang in there. We're going to be right back after this break. All right. Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. Welcome to Toginet. Radio with a cutting edge. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central, Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. 
Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's paying it forward with tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. And we are having a great time learning about our physical layer of our being, our bodies, our our physical health, our fitness, uh, our exercise, our diet. Carlton Meadows, who, you know, just as uh, amazing just in the, in the time we've had here uh, with him tonight to uh, this morning to uh, to talk about what it takes to get to be your best self physically. And Carlton, you mentioned something uh, that it made me chuckle because there's so many people buying these products uh, that are in the marketplace. And one of the one of the comments, one of the marketing taglines is this muscle confusion, you said, and you said it's a myth. And so, yes. you know, that muscle confusion, it sounds like the right thing, but you've debunked that myth. And we won't mention any brand names, but certainly, you know, why is that, why is that attractive to us to hear muscle confusion? Because we want something that we, – we want to be the civilian Rambo. We, we want something that sounds um, drastic and extreme and breaks the trend of what we've been doing. But you will seldom go into a restaurant and see people eating with forks and knives between their toes. That would be confusing, (laughs) but you wouldn't go back to that restaurant. And the thing is we walk on our legs, we lift things with our hands and the body has become proficient at that. Now, if I want to tax it, then I increase or the duration and that will help prevent hypertrophy. I mean, help prevent a plateau. Mm -hmm. They, they base it on moving you out of a plateau by doing a bunch of things that are just generating excitement and they're not based on science. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I like, I like the, the, the term you use, loading the muscle up. I mean, that just in itself, loading the muscle really says, okay, I'm really working the muscle, nothing else right now. This is the muscle that's being loaded up. And just that term alone gives a, gives a sense of power to the, the workout that you might be doing. Well, I want the clients to become masters of self-awareness. You know, I, I this term called isiology. There are three types of contractions, isotonic, isokinetic, and isometric. And the iso means that it remains the same. So the speed remains the same with the isokinetic. The weight remains the same with the isotonic. And with the isometric, the joint angle remains the same. I incorporate all three of those with my clients because it helps them isolate the muscle that's supposed to be working. Our posture is typically an isometric contraction. The joint, we're trying to keep the joint angle of the spine from changing. Mm-hmm. So the person becomes a anchor and a support when they lift by engaging their core muscles to support their posture and then 
keep the elbow alongside the body and just raise the forearm. That's going to ensure that the bicep is loaded. Now, if we bring the elbow away and lift it up, we're going to load the front of the shoulder and take the stress off of the bicep and then send it down to the elbow. Mm. So it's all about aligning, maintaining those three contractions so the speed remains the same. And usually you pay a lot of money for cam systems that keep the apparatus moving at the same speed, but you can do it yourself if you're just mindful of the movement. Right, right. So, so posture and the actual, the technique is so important for these three, at least the isometric piece. Now, you said isokinetic. Give us the definition of that one again. The speed remains the same. The speed, speed of the movement okay. remains the same. So I don't, I don't encourage or allow my clients to uh, swing weights or swing their body or get some momentum by leaning back or leaning forward. And, you know, I teach classes, and they'll come back the next week, and I'll realize, okay, last class, I, this is my first time meeting you, so we're going to do this, that, and the other. And so I'll coach them through the entire movement. They're like, well, that, that hurts. Well, it hurts in the muscle, not in the joint. What they had done is position their body to take the stress away from the muscle. And that's the worst scenario they can be in when there's a class and they show up first until other people catch the vision. They've got one-on-one training for the cost of group training, but they see the results a lot quicker because I don't let them take the stress off of the muscle. That tension has to remain for there to create, for the body to create some fat burning, uh, the fat burning scenario. Yes. That uh, makes a lot of sense. So isometric is the angle. Isokinetic is the speed. And isotonic? The weight, the, the resistance remains the same. Okay. So you start with 10 pounds, you keep the 10 pounds. So what we're doing, basically, when they slow down as the weight is returning to the starting position, mm-hmm. um, people tend to just let it drop. Ah, right, right. So if they resist the gravity that's pulling it down, we get more, basically we're getting two, I think it's two to 400 times the force generated during that, what's called the eccentric phase of that lift. So most people just kind of let it plop back down. So if they curl, they let it fall down. If they're doing a chest press, they let it just come crashing back down. Same thing with the shoulder press. So we want to work against the forces of gravity to intensify the results or enhance the results that we would get from a given movement. Got it. Got it. Wow. Wonderful. I, I feel like I'm getting a personal coaching here. So <laughs> I know you'll send me the bill later. Uh, <laughs> no, we'll, we'll just be in connection, helping each other. Like I said the other day, you know, when, when you were in the military, the dead sea was just sick. He wasn't dead yet. So we have to keep <laughs> each other going. <laughs> That's right. Well, you, now you're telling my age. Um, no, no, no. We, we were vague and ambiguous. They don't know your age. <laughs> Oh, hey, thanks. I appreciate that. Hey, uh, you had mentioned you were at a book signing. Is there is there a, a book where you have contributed to that you'd like us to know about? Yes. Uh, Regency Publishing contacted trainers across the nation, uh, asked uh, for an interview. And so I conducted the interview, and they reviewed the questions, and then they got back to me and said, hey, your submission was selected. And so that allowed me to be included uh, with the top 11 fitness professionals in America. And it was answers to questions that are commonly asked. And they said, look, please do not provide a one or two sentence response. And so 
I said, okay, great. And at the time, I was I was finishing up my undergraduate degree, and I had English. So I was already in the mode of researching and, and giving full answers. And so that I, I love academia, and it, it served me well. And that is what helps me stay a step ahead. Well, it, it helps me stand out from the general masses in our industry because it's whatever the latest thing is they'll jump on their bandwagon and they don't uh, they don't individualize the program for the individual they say well hey this is the thing now everybody's going to do it right everybody right. can't do olympic style lifting because they don't have enough flexibility or proper reception or strength their fitness level is not such to support that type of exercise when they've been sedentary so they don't know how to modify, take it apart into component pieces and let them work on the component pieces until they have the whole movement mastered. So it really puts people at a greater risk of injury. Yes, yes. Wow. You know, you had, you had mentioned something earlier. Uh, and I want to I caution people that, it, and I know you, you were talking about eating rice cakes versus chocolate. And so some people will walk away and say, oh, I can eat all the chocolate I want now. But I know no, that, no, wasn't, no, it's, that wasn't your point. <laughs> no, the point was, you know, ice cream has protein, it has uh, carbohydrates, yes. and it has uh, some fat in it. A rice cake, eating... When we eat, we want to get the macronutrients, so basically the the fiber, the protein, the carbohydrates, and the monounsaturated fats that come from, say, olives or avocados or almonds in each little segment that we're eating or each little portion that we're eating. Mm -hmm. And the balance is what's great. You know, there are some things that are better than others. I mean, there's quality in when we go shopping for a car, just like there's quality when we go shopping for foods. So your darker chocolates that are closer to natural, that haven't been processed and then watered down with milk and sugar, are going to be healthier for you, and they have the serotonin. They're, they're components of the chocolate that actually help with your mood. Mm. And so that's why I, I don't get into depriving people because once they deprive, they're deprived of something, that's what they focus on all the time. So now what do they want more than anything else? The very thing you told them they couldn't have. Right. right. I tell them eat dessert first. Have a reasonable dessert a couple times a week, and as soon as you finish your last spoon or fork full of dessert, start in on your meal immediately. The next mouthful is your meal. Don't eat the dessert, wait five or ten minutes, because now your blood sugar is elevated, the hunger sensation is shut off, and now you have this meal, and you're like, well, I don't really want it. And now you've really impacted your blood sugar in a negative way. Mm. But if they know they can have it, they don't feel deprived. They're not always craving. They're like, okay, I'll just have a reasonable dessert and once or twice a week, and they're good to go. And eventually they can wean themselves off of it to where they have it when they want to. It doesn't have to be every week. Yes. They don't crave it every week. Right, right. Oof, man. You know, uh, we've got to have you back. Um, this, there's so much great information, and, and, and I just, you know, I'm feeling like I want, I want to give you to the world. I want, I want you to be on TV, not the, not the guy who's, who's talking about muscle confusion and, and all this other stuff. I want you front and center so people can really hear the truth about staying fit and taking care of their health the right way. You've, got, you know, you've done the research. I mean, you've almost taken a scientific look at this. So you really understand what it takes, not only from a nutrition standpoint, but from an uh, exercise standpoint. I really appreciate that. 
Well, I, I thank you, and in due time, that, that will occur. Absolutely, absolutely. And if I can help in any way making that happen, uh, we absolutely will do that. Uh, We're on that trajectory already, Claire, so thank you for having me on tonight. Yes. Okay. We're 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 right. We're winding down. We're wrapping up. But if there's uh, you know one thing, two things, three things in the last minute here that you'd like to leave us with, uh, it's your soapbox. I would say if you're gonna start a program, be gradual. Walking is always better than running because of the mechanics involved in running and the stress uh, the joints are subjected to when we shift from being sedentary to being active. Uh, resistance training, you don't want to push the body to where it feels like you're going to heave or you know fall over or throw up. Everything should be based on what you can do. You do it until you get more proficient and then increase the intensity as you go. And always hydrate, eat, and sleep. Great, great advice. Uh, it's uh, absolutely great advice. I really appreciate uh, your taking the time, Carlton. I know it's it's late where you are, and, and for you to take the time to spend with us uh, this morning, I really, really appreciate it. And so thank you so much for what you do. I honor what you do. And again, I'm there for you if you need help. Well, thank you so much, Clarence. All right. Well, everyone, we are wrapping up another great show at True Life Academy. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, you have listened to uh, Carlton Meadows tell us how to live a great, great, amazing life at the physical layer. And Carlton, we're wishing you the very best in your in your endeavors heading toward the Olympics in 2016. And for everyone. Please, please, not only what you heard tonight, live your life that way, but also live with an attitude of gratitude. Live in thanks. Whenever you can give, give. Give when you can. And because you have this power to choose, love first and then choose. You'll make yourself an amazing life and an amazing life for the people around you. We'll talk to you next week. Good night, everyone. for joining us on today's True Life Academy. Certified coach, trainer, and motivational speaker, Clarence Caldwell, returns next week at this same time to share his keys to success to help you achieve the life you dream of. Yes, the life you were intended to live.